Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I am your host, John. And I'm the co-host, Boog. And today we have, uh, I don't know, it's like not a special, I was going to say special presentation, but it's not. But uh, in honor of the 100th anniversary of the film Nosferatu, we watched uh, Nosferatu. What if what if you said like in honor of the hundredth uh, anniversary of Nosferatu, we watched Shrek? That's I mean, I, there was there was an awkward pause there, and I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I phrased it like that, but Shrek is a good movie. That's all the Shreks are good movies. That's my thing. I wouldn't go that far. I'd go that far. Yeah, because you're dumb as fuck. No, because I enjoy movies. And you're dumb, though. Like, that's not, <laughs> let's not take that off the table. Dude, I've seen over 300,000 Shrek films. They're good. All of them. Just, just bootleg Shrek films. This is all bootleg Shrek. I don't know why DreamWorks doesn't make a Shrek 5. Like, that's, they would make money. Like, all those movies made money. And, like, the nostalgia factor, like, Shrek came out. When I was in elementary school, the first one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, so I was in elementary school. So, like, it's the perfect time. But give, us, um, give us another Shrek. What are they going to do, though? It's Hollywood. They don't have ideas anymore. Well, then uh, just do what Disney does. Just live-action Shrek. Please, no. All right. Well, let's, let's, okay, let's stay on topic here. We're keeping this one together today. Um, before we hop into the story, best part of the episode, uh, I've actually been getting some comments. It's not really the best part of the episode because the stories have been weak. So there is a lot of pressure on you here, Boog. Um, but what have you been up to this week? Uh, I want to thank you for reiterating the pressure and, uh, I, I do feel it every day right before this, I get the nervous sweats. Um, but this time, I, I think I have a I think I have a good one. Not to hype it up too much and ruin it, but I, I got a good one here for you. Um, you ever you ever have like weird signs in your life where you feel like you're going to the next stage of your life? I can already tell this is a terrible one. So so uh, what what are you what are you gonna say? Say it. Well, remember remember last year how I uh, how I hit a rock in the middle of the road at like midnight. Destroyed the underside of your car, like yeah, destroys like an understatement. Like I didn't think. Well, first off, it didn't look like a rock; it looked like a bag in the street. But it was like um, one of those the decorative rocks people like put for like uh, a retaining wall or in their yard, something stupid like that. But it was on the highway for whatever reason. 
And I, uh, I thought it was a raccoon. You said you thought it was a plastic bag, which no, not a plastic. Should it be looked, easy to go over. It looked like a brown. It looked like a brown paper bag. Um, but yeah, yeah. you'd think. Um, but it wedged under your car and it drug maybe like two hundred feet, and yeah. it shredded everything. So yes, I do remember that. Needed a new oil pan, catalytic converter. But so. Uh, today I had a moment where I was like, oh man, I'm leveling up in the world. I went to the second stage today. A goddamn turtle was just walking in the middle of the street and tried to get me to run over it. So that last time I had a sitting target, this time I had a moving target and I made past it. So I'm leveling up in, in the life. Holy shit. Was that a terrible story? Dude, you built the pressure up. I, I, we it's might a have, good story. We might have to come out with another segment or something. We're, we're really letting letting the people down here, Bug. I don't. We're gonna don't work. On, I, we're we're I, gonna work on it. We're gonna work. Listen, on it. I, I don't know if if the things I do in my life are. I don't. I don't think they're very interesting or entertaining. Like, like, all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What have you been up to this week? This week, I've just spent most of my time playing Elden Ring. Uh, that game is fucking awesome. Um, other than that, like, not much. Not a, not as uh, easy as it looks, huh? That's why I don't have a segment of like, what have I done? Like, if this was what, if this was like, what did you do this week when I was your age? They, there's some very good stories there. It was. Yeah, uh, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not a crazy person though. I'm not. I'm any, very. I'm not anymore. <laughs> No, I'm not. But I'm. I'm not a very. I'm. I'm. I'm a very conservative person when it comes to my money, and I think sitting inside doing nothing is a good way of not spending money. Can you? Because money is tight. Can you take that with you when you go? When I get drafted, probably not. Yeah, no. It's that. There's no nothing you can buy over there. And we won't come back till it's over over there. Well, you won't come back. I, I won't come back. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm probably just gonna be there. So, like, if there's like a, a memorial episode to you, like, what, what movie? This is your chance to pick one. What, what horror movie do you want me to do? What horror movie? Um, I probably want. You sounded to do... surprised. They're like a horror movie podcast would do a horror movie. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, if if I had a choice. Uh... Maybe one of the con. I don't. I don't. I don't, what's, under, what's I don't understand movie? why you have to like qualify these statements. If I had a choice, I asked you what your fucking choice was, Bug. Well, Fuck. I, <laughs> I don't know. You put me on the spot. I'm not ready for the spotlight yet. Oh, that's becomes more evident every day. Every day well, you maybe get maybe one of the conjurings. <laughs> you can do Space Jam Two as a fucking horror movie because that was no, bad. That's a that's a crime against humanity. <laughs> Every day, Boogie, just stray f- further from God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's hop into the film here. Uh, how about that? A hundred years. This movie's a hundred years old. I didn't think it was that old. I didn't realize. So I've never actually seen this before. Um, I didn't realize it was uh, a silent film. Yeah, it came out in 1922, Boog. It's older than I, I get. I didn't it's, know that. It's older than World War Two. There's a lot of things that are older than World War II. Yeah, but not too many films. You fucking idiot! How about that? You didn't think about that, um, did you? The what is it? The Wizard of Oz is older than World War II. 
or or World War Two at least. It, it was it was nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, the war. I'm pretty sure Poland was already invaded. Yeah, yeah, the war already started before we got involved. Before we came in to take all the credit. Hell yeah! Back to back, yep. back to back World War champions, dog. Back to back WW champions. They look. It's looking like they might. The the two time champion might have to come out of retirement here soon. <laughs> um, I think we still got some left but, in the tank. I think we got this one. Yeah, maybe it's going to be a lot closer this time. I don't think it's a maybe. I think it's a. Uh, I think this is the like the the go away game. Like after you win this one, you retire because we'll we'll be dead. We'll all be flat. Yeah. So this one came out on March fourth, nineteen twenty two in Germany. Um, I I just still can't get over a hundred years, man. Like that's nuts. Like, uh, I, I I can't even think about like a movie that came out in the year two thousand, and then watching that like Shrek, pretty much like so that came out in two thousand one. So in uh two thousand one hundred and one, that's gonna be the hundred hundred year anniversary of Shrek. You think I mean, they're gonna I, make a big deal of it? No, I think I actually I just thought about it because talking about the the Third World War, I don't know that there's gonna be anyone around to celebrate. <laughs> All right, so this is the episode's getting dark here, but like uh, I guess it goes with the theme. Um, so the this mo- is a horror podcast. It no. can get dark. Yeah, but there's lighthearted. But so this movie itself itself is an unauthorized, unofficial. Um, adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, basically, they just changed the names of the characters, but it's like beat for beat the exact movie. Um, funny little tidbit I read about it uh, was that the company that produced it, when they found out like they might get sued, they just declared bankruptcy and closed the company right after they released the film. Uh, and then it went all through court and everything like that. And the, um, it, it was basically the court decided, like, since none of the money made for it, whatever would be going to Bram Stoker, all copies of the movie sh- should be destroyed. Uh, but some survived, obviously, made it over here to the U.S., and then it was one of the earliest ho- horror films. And, uh, I feel like most people know Nosferatu. Um, there's, uh, definitely a lasting legacy there uh, as far as the creature himself uh, played by Max Shrek uh, has to be easily top five uh, creepy vampires all time like Max Shrek was a creepy looking dude oh 100% dude the fact the eyebrows they put on him were just terrifying that's what made it old fashioned like real thick eyebrows they were horrifying well did you ever see what he looks like Without the... In real life? Yeah, without the makeup. Well, so I'm looking at a picture of him right now. This is an old-time picture of him. He is definitely a German dude. Like, he looks... You can't really look much more German than that. (laughs) Oh, he died very young. He died at age 56. Yeah, people don't, like, live that long back then. Especially if you were a German. Because you got to figure... He was right in the age range where he probably had a fight in World War One and World War Two. He what? didn't even make it to World War Two. He he died February twentieth, nineteen thirty six. He was born in in Berlin. Oh my God! Yeah, 
Yeah, Berlin, Germany, at uh, September sixth, eighteen seventy nine. I know. I was gonna say like that was that's like one of the easy German city names. <laughs> like, I know. Ber- I know. That's Ber- Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. Uh, the I know the director F W Marneau. He actually mm-hmm. was in in World War One. He was in the uh, the German Imperial Army. Damn. Um, so this is obviously a German film, uh, under the category of expressionism. Uh, basically it took the anxiety and fears and, uh, some of the depression that Germany was feeling after the first war, world war. Um, and then, uh, took the, the Dracula story and used that as a backdrop to just convey some of these images. And I'll tell you what, like, this was the point I was getting to with it. It is a dark movie. This is probably one of the darkest tellings of the Dracula story. It's the way they, obviously it's in black and white, but the way they use the lighting and the creature coming out of the darkness and it's, um, it's still haunting, uh, to this day. Like it's hard to say that like a silent film from 1922 holds up, but this movie's still creepy. I don't, I don't know how you felt about it, but it was, it's tough to do without words. No, it's absolutely it's absolutely horrifying. I mean, the best part about it, in my opinion, was the symph- symphony because mm-hmm. it re- that adds so much that you don't even expect. But it, it is beautifully done. The highs, the lows, the, how the music is real soft at times. Then all of a sudden, it changes, and you're like, "Oh shit, what's going on? What's happening?" You know? Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it's beautifully composed. It uh, it's it's a it's a timeless film. That's for sure. Um, I mean, as long as there's still movies and not, everything's not blown up. But hey, this movie made it through World War Two, so who knows? It's Dude. a win-win for us. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about the cast here. I I mean, there's not too. Because a lot of these people didn't go on. This the director lived a very short life too. He was only forty two when he died. You don't live long in war states. <laughs> okay, so we'll uh we'll just go over the cast real quick before I hop into the plot summary here. Um, we talked about it before. Max Shrek as Count Orlock, the creepy rat like vampire. Uh, you had Gustav von Wegenheim as Thomas Hooter. He is uh, the basic, I would say essentially your main character in this. Uh, you had his wife, Ellen Hooter, and that's Greta Schroeder. Uh, you had Alexander Granich as Nock. George H. Snell as ship owner Harding. Ruth Landisoff as Ruth. That's pretty, I always like that in movies when people get to just be their first name. Like that's their character's name in the movie. Simple. Uh, John Godowit as Professor Bullweaver. Bulver? Bulwer? It doesn't even really matter. Gustav Boltz as Professor Sievers. And then just the rest of the people are just little background characters, like a couple people that run the ship, um, some mental hospital, doctors, shit like that. I just like saying these German names because I can actually kind of say them. Um, Max Schreck's wife was a hospital nurse. Her name was Fanny. Funny to you, Fanny. That that's very German, right there. I don't know. I've never heard anyone named Fanny before. You know, you know what the well, saying is though with the name Fanny. Bug, listen. 
Give me some of that fanny franny. Give me some of that fanny franny. Listen. Yeah, I'm listening. Fanny is another name for butt. <laughs> I know. That means her name's Butt Shrek. <laughs> oh, Butt Shrek. Whammy. Juicy Butt Shrek. Whammy. Where'd you get juicy at? <laughs> I don't know. It just it, it pops in my head when I think about butts. Uh, Let's move on. All right. <laughs> all right. So hopping into the story here. In the town of Whisboro, an estate manager, Mr. Knock, is pleased to receive a commission from Count Orlock to find a house for him. He sends his young assistant, Thomas Hooter, to Orlock's castle in the far off, far off Carpathian Mountains. He tells Hooter to get him to buy the vacant house that's just opposite of his own. Uh, Hooter arrives at his destination safely, and the Count is all too eager to buy the proposed property, especially after he sees a photo of Thomas's uh, pretty young wife, Ellen. Uh, Thomas soon realizes that the evil he's dealing with and is locked away while Orlock makes his way by ship to Whisboro. As Orlock travels to Whisboro, plague descends in his wake, and the people of Whisboro began to sense the coming of evil. Uh, Hooter eventually escapes Orlock's castle, determined to return home as quickly as possible, but is exhausted and ill, uh, and ends up finding himself in a mental hospital. Hooter nonetheless arrives home the same day as Orlock, and the townsfolk begin to panic over the increasing numbers of death. It's, it's literally it, just a names are changed retelling of Bram Stoker's Dracula. I like saying it like that, Dracula. Dracula? It's real Pittsburgh. Dude, you see that Dracula downtown there by the Permanis? Sheesh. Sheesh, dude. I tell you what, man. Before we if move we on, keep... quick question oh. book. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I no. Gotta, I got to clear it up before we move on. <sighs> Are you Dracula? No. If you was a Dracula, you're... would you tell me? No, I wouldn't tell you. Okay. Why would I tell you if I was a Dracula? That sound that sounds something like something a Dracula would say. I'm gonna. I got my eyes on you. I'm doing the hand thing. You're like, I got my eyes on you. you a little piece of the shit. The hand, the hand thing. You know, like with the eyeball, you point at your eyeballs, then you point at the other person. Because it's a podcast, yeah. they can't see that book. I'm just, you know, the hand. They knew, they knew, but be you care- didn't know. Be careful. If you do that too fast. You're either gonna poke your eyes out, or you're gonna do a three stooges move on yourself right there. So have have some like dexterity control in your hand. If you just rotate your wrist, your fingers never get any closer to your eyes. You fucking idiot! I got fucking Nosferatu fingers. I'm sorry. Uh, My shit. fingers are long as hell. You do got fucking weird ass long fingers, dude. You fucking weird as hell, boy. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm a big person and my hands are proportional to my size of my body. That's even weirder. I don't think they are. That's a weird saying. My hands were por- por- are proportional to the size of my body. I don't think it's that weird. I think that's pretty weird. How many people is like, yeah, my hands are in proportion to the size of my body? I think it's weird that you would make that statement, but it's not weird that your hands are proportional to the size of your body. It's not weird that, that I mean, the, 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 the proportional, but it's, it's weird, weird that, that you think that about... Makes it it's it's <laughs> weird. It's weird that you think about the proportionality of your hands. I'm really weird with hands, man. You know, you've seen my hands. They do that weird twitching thin. Yeah, you're a feet guy. No, that's... No. 
No, my, right, my brain don't work the same as most brains. That is true. That is true. I move, I move my right hand, my left hand twitches. I move my left hand, my right hand twitches. Incontrollable I got, movements. I got a doctor friend that will crack your head open for you. Well, he's not really a doctor, but he does own a hammer. Let me guess. He's also not really a friend. That's true. <laughs> More of an acquaintance. <laughs> I know a guy. Let's yeah. just say that. Okay. Well, let's let's hop into the pros and cons, dude. What do you got? What What do you? I actually I already know what you're gonna say. Um, why have you know? Oh, I know. Um, I'm gonna do one real fast here. The practical effects in the makeup done on Nosferatu, absolutely amazing for how old this movie is. Oh, yeah. You couldn't tell. Like, I looked so hard. I couldn't tell, like, where his nose began, what size his actual nose was, like, his hands, his, like, skull. Like, it was all just beautifully done and, like, blended so well together. You can't. You can't tell. Like, I, honest to God, after watching this, I had to look up Max Shrek to see if he actually looked like this because mm-hmm. it was just, like, too believable, you know? So think about that for a second. So when this movie came out, and it's already weird because it's a foreign film coming over uh, from Europe to the United States of America, and there's people that generally thought that they had, like, a real vampire in this movie. Like, and you know... Like, right now, you you look at this, you're like, what the fuck? I got to see how this guy looks. And you can get on Google and look it up. Like, obviously, they didn't have that 100 years ago. And so people, they saw this, and they thought, holy fuck, like, vampires are real. But also, people back then, they stupid as hell. You would have fit in back then, book. Probably. I probably would have rolled back in. Actually, no, they probably would have burned you because you were too tall. Because, like, the average height was, like, less back then, I think, too. Like, you would have been, like, they would have thought you were a vampire because you're, like, Max Shrek height. Listen, if if Abraham Lincoln can make it as president, he was six foot four. I feel like that was I'm taller than him. I feel like I feel like I would be okay. That was because they would also look at me differently. That was because he was taller than everyone. They were scared of him, and also he was like real good at wrestling. You ever hear that about him? Like he would just like wrestle people, like take his shirt off and wrestle people in the street. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president and the world's best wrestler. No, I've never I've never heard that about Abraham Lincoln. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting you on this one, book. He was like, what do you, what he do you just do? He throw his hat at you, blind you, and just like ping you down. He didn't always wear a hat, dude. But he never wore a shirt when he was wrestling. If if <laughs> I could wear that hat every day, I, would. <laughs> I just realized what you said. Yeah, he he wouldn't get he wouldn't get through the doorway. You wouldn't are get you tell, through the doorway. Are you telling me Abraham Lincoln is the reason why men's wear tights when they wrestle nowadays? He started the movement. You got to put some type of shirt on, dude. If it was up, it was up to Abraham Lincoln. He wouldn't probably have wore pants either. But you know how they made <laughs> pants back then? They basically just sewed you right into them. So you just wore those pants until they just wore away from all the Duke and. <sighs> I don't actually know that much about history, but I do. I'm not making it up that he just would wrestle people in the street. Like imagine a president doing that now. I mean, Joe Biden, he would get like uh, cracked in half because he's ninety goddamn years old. But like. You would if you had like a WWE person as like that would be your president. Just like, oh yeah, come down to the the debate in Washington D.C. Get chokes, brother. Like we're gonna beat them Russians, brother. I'd I'd watch that. That'd be pretty. Cool. I'd 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 so watch that too. 
That'd be so much better mm -hmm. if the uh, presidential debates were just, they weren't a debate. It was just like a boxing match or something, like a wrestling match. Yes. It'd be like, what was it, Rocky Three when he fights Hulk Hogan? Just a oh, yeah, giant, a giant man versus a tiny human being. You know what his uh, name in that movie was? Thunder something, right? Yeah, Thunderlips. That's right, Thunderlips. Wasn't that your nickname in middle school? That was one of my nicknames from your uh, priest. Um, no, I do have a couple <laughs> of necklaces from my priest, but I don't. No. I was I was making a joke there, but I feel like this is going to take a weird turn. You want it to take a weird turn? Let's get into it, man. Let's, yeah, let's get weird. So your your priest just gave you necklaces? Yeah, he was real cool about it, though. He he usually asked me for favors beforehand, but so I was I got gonna a say out of it. Typically, if I'm getting fucked, I'd like to go out to dinner first. But I guess yeah, a necklace a necklace is good too. Well, wasn't wasn't really. We didn't really go to dinner first. Um, you went to second base first. We watched the Ten good Commandments. Old, good old Thunderlips. <laughs> uh, well, my my yeah, brother. My my first pro of this is the the lighting. Um, I thought it was super effective. Uh, the use of shadows, um, like this, the scene. There was one scene early on when uh, he first is meeting uh, Thomas. Count Orlock is meeting Thomas, and they walk out, and there's like this. It's like a bridge or something, but it's like darked out, and just coming out, and just seeing his movements, the way he looked, and he was wearing like a weird hat. But just, just the use of the lighting. It just made it feel so much creepier. It's like, I don't know, maybe just the style of, of the film and the way it was done back then in the silent film. It, it made you feel like you were watching like some long-lost so, like piece of art that you weren't meant to see. Like like you found the VHS for The Ring or something like that. Like, Did you get any of those vibes from this movie? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, it was... It was you, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. It was horrifying. I mean, like... The, the best scene in this, in my it's opinion, like, is when he's, like, creeping on him in his castle. The door opens by itself, and he just appears out of darkness somehow. Yeah, that's... Oh, well, like, I was going to say, that's, like, an iconic scene when he's creeping up there in the shadow. Like, yeah, just to think, to, to film it that way, like, so good. Like, you got to give this guy so much credit, but, like, that's an iconic scene. Like, you still see that, like, now, like, with his fingers raised up in the shadow coming up the stairs. Oh, so good. Yeah, terrifying his eyebrows his uh, uh, yeah like if it, it like if, if you saw that in any of today's horror films and they didn't pan the camera away and they let that build dude if the you music were, build like i mean you'd be freaking out if you were on like the subway and you saw that dude get on the train you're getting off that train oh 100 either that or you're moving a cart up or a cart back i'm not being in the same cart as that dude i'm getting off dude because you know he's gonna be doing some murders so what else do you got here for me book uh, I'm gonna go I kind of mentioned it earlier another pro here the uh, symphony um, I don't know if you know this about me but I actually love symphonies like if I could like I'd go 
I'd go as much as possible to go watch them or watch plays and anything like like that because to me that's like pure raw talent, you know. Yeah. Yes, you can. You've most of those people have spent their entire lives from the age yeah. of like three, four, five training to be that good. But it is a hundred percent pure. In my gonna, opinion, I was gonna say and, it, it, the sound wise is pure because you're not you don't have any after production anything like that, and you have to fill a whole room with that sound. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's just raw talent. Like obviously, to some extent, but you, you hit the nail on the head. The amount of practice, I think, it's the amount of time and practice that they put into their craft to hear it perform live makes it that much better. Uh, you I have had to a, appreciate that. I had a class in in college where, uh, well, actually, two classes. The one. Um, was basically how classical music formed the modern styles of music we listen to. Uh, like we had a, a real interesting uh, section on about uh, Tchaikovsky um, and his mm -hmm. rites of spring are actually like the bare bones uh, what John Williams used to com compose the Jaws score. Um, mm -hmm. those striking striking notes and um, different tones and it just different things and it's just interesting to see like over all that time how we got to what we have today like that's interesting to me but just like you said the, the raw sound of it and it's like it, it, I don't know it's if it's the frequencies it what but like it, it just does something to you like you hear it and you're just like it seems epic yes um, and then the other class I had was a class where we just went to uh, any different play in the area, whether like uh, like a, another college was putting on a production or like the major productions they were having downtown in Pittsburgh. Uh, we saw like the Phantom of the Opera, the Barber of Seville, mm -hmm. all the different ones. Um, that being said, uh, if you're uh, a member of the shows that come through Pittsburgh, Maybe I caught it on an off night or something, but I didn't think their productions were very good. Like, I was very underwhelmed by The Phantom of the Opera, and I actually like, obviously, The Phantom of the Opera, um, but their production wasn't that great. Uh, Barbara Seville was pretty sweet, but there's something about just that the performances and um, the the whole concept of, like, fuck it, we're doing it live. Like, cause you, yes. you can have multiple takes, even now us doing a podcast, we could have fucked up 500 times. You don't know. <laughs> I'm going to edit it, but I what... shit my pants at the beginning of this episode. You'll never hear it though. No, I'm keeping that in. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but, um, the, the idea and the amount of time and practice in the dedication to your craft to go up there on stage and do it live where you don't get another chance. That's. That's something that I, I found very interesting, very uh, like a level of respect there, I guess is the best way to put it, because I'm not the biggest theater guy. Obviously, I am a big proponent of technology and with movies and even to video games to the extent now um, technologies move on. You got to embrace new forms of art, but there's always going to be a respect and appreciation from where we came from. And like that's with this film, 1922 mm -hmm. silent film. Uh, the film industry was just in its infancy and it's like to produce something at the very beginning that people are still talking about a hundred years later is is a, a, a testament to to how influential this film is yeah i mean it, it it's just 
it's sad that it was almost lost because yeah. this film is truly how some, it's it's super iconic. How crazy is that that like most of the original copies were destroyed? I mean, that's the person they got to find give that guy like a, a like a little trophy. Like everyone needs a little trophy, right? But that guy earned his for sure. Um whoever decides like hey, I got to get these out of here and get them on out. Get it on out. Oh, get it over to the good red, white, and blue. Can you imagine how hard that was too back then? Because it wasn't a thumb drive. It was literally a, f- a huge fucking physical. What is it? Reels of film book. Real, and, and even I know, crazier yeah. is what those films were made out of were insanely flammable. Yeah, I know. I mean, like it, it's. <sighs> Give him a trophy. Hell, give him two trophies. I don't give a whoa, shit. Give him a whoa, statue. Whoa. If we're giving out too many trophies, then it's it's going to make the rest of the trophies meaningless. We're cutting back on the trophy. Maybe just give him like a certificate. Yeah, actually, we don't have no the budget for trophies. Yeah, don't be giving him nothing. He's dead. Dead people don't need things. They need respect. Respect. This that man gets my respect for what that's worth. To him, probably nothing. To me, everything. No, I know to him it's worth nothing because <laughs> he is dead. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I'm going to see him I'm gonna see him in the afterlife, and he's going to be like, thanks, man. I really appreciate what you said. And I'm going to be like... He's going to dap you what? up. He's going to be like, my boy. <laughs> who, who the fuck are you, man? I've never seen you before. I don't know. He did a good thing. I don't think he's going to the same place that you're going. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get, I, I honest to God, I hope I come back as a ghost. Cause I, I would mess with people so much. I'm that type of person. No, a ghost would suck, dude, because you got to think typically like if the traditional idea of a ghost, you're trapped in like one place, like, you know, born that would get, and you don't have the physical capabilities really like to turn the TV on or like, what are you just going to do all day? Just say, Oh, you know what? I take that back based upon what you told us earlier in the episode, you would probably enjoy being a ghost. Just hanging out at your house, doing nothing of interest. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not spending money. I, I hope I'm the ghost either from uh, Ghost or from Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, you're stuck in one place. Ghost, Patrick Swayze's character in Ghost was um, he was he was pretty mobile. I hope you come back as a an ass hair on a rhinoceros. And I somehow travel in the past, and I'm the ass hair on the rhinoceros that Jim Carrey crawled out of. That was a fake rhinoceros, dude. Yeah, somehow <laughs> there's a real <laughs> there's a real hair on that ass. <laughs> well, so why would you have time travel? I don't know. Let's get back to this. Because I'm a ghost. I can do what I want. Your your mind works in a strange way. I don't know if works. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if works is the right word for it. <laughs> <laughs> was that a trump? Was that a trumpet? <laughs> What my I I, I it, sound, it sounds like the breakdown of Mambo number five over there. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right. So what else do we let's let's kind of wrap this up here. Uh, um, uh, what else? I, I I just can't get it. Max Shrek's performance is awesome. Um, how, how, I guess how did you feel? Because obviously it's different to us. We came about well after the. The silent film era, um, but a lot of times these older films, even black and white films, 
the way they were made, the way the story was structured. Uh, it's hard to get into them. Um, but I, I thought on this one personally, like it moves at a quick enough pace. Uh, they they put the words and stuff up on the screen, but it's more about visually what you're seeing. I I don't I didn't feel a disconnect for this movie being too old. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, not at, at all. I mean, like, so it I it's tough back then because you have to show a different type of emotion when you're doing a silent film. You have to be much more animated. You have to be. I mean, your your physical movements, your your face animations have to be much more dramatic emphasized yeah yeah exactly and i didn't i mean you said it right i didn't feel a disconnection between it um it was i mean the words popping up you got the story and everything like that but um it was much more about the characters and and what was happening on the screen than actually yeah i mean that was just that vocalization those were just to understand what's going on in the scene or to set up the next scene. And I think that, I mean, it was just enough, you know, it's mm-hmm. not about the words. It's not about uh, what's going on. It, it's well, it's kind of about what's going on, but it's the fear factor of what's going on more than anything. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you know what's the plague, that? them going to the yeah. castle. I mean, like everything was just like, oh. well, you got to think too, like what's even crazier. Cause obviously you have, um, like what what's going on then? Like they're obviously like a hundred, a couple hundred years removed from like the plague coming through Europe, but that's obviously something that still weighs on them because the plague kind of just went away. Like they they there was wasn't a cure for it. Um, but what also was going on was the Spanish flu around that time. So if you think of parallels to now, where with the COVID and people panic like that. Like in obviously they didn't have the medical advances that they have now in modern times. Um, the whole concept of him him coming and the rats are coming and, and the plague and the people in the town are getting sick because he, like Nosfer Nosferatu Count Orlock came to their town. He brought this evil along with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it would strike a chord that we can kind of relate to because with COVID, but like to them, like. Getting sick you back were, then is a, is a yeah, is a death sentence like that. Uh, this I feel like this movie to them would be terrifying on even another level. Um, yes, because that's fresh. Like the the Spanish flu was like nineteen twenty. That's two years after this movie came out. Yes, or, I mean just horrifying. Can you imagine watching this and they say it's like based off a true story or some shit like that? Well, like that's the, you would yeah. you would shit your pants. Well, that's the, that's what we were talking about earlier in the episode is the the fact that like you didn't have that ability to just instantly sh- search up information. You might have went to the theaters and thought like, "Holy fuck, they got an actual vampire!" Mm-hmm. Like p- picture this scenario, book. You went to your movie theater and you saw this, and then a couple years later, they're like, "Hey, we're sending you over to Europe to fight in a war." And then you're thinking, mm-hmm. I had just recently watched this movie. Europe has motherfucking real vampires. Like, yes, shit, it's not knowing stuff is is scary. <laughs> like, part of me wants to go back to a world where there isn't internet, where there isn't like all this like information out there. But at the same time, like, I would I would die. I'm I'm not gonna. <laughs> 
chew yeah, gun or anything. Yeah, like you, with all of our technological advancements, like you're barely alive right now. I know. I mean, I'm just limping around. I mean, but it, it's just truly, truly terrifying. They see that dude if they never didn't see his picture in the paper or like anything like that, and then all of a sudden they're like going to going over to Europe to fight this huge, massive war where hundreds of millions of people are dying. It's like, what the fuck? Like, is that is how many people vampire? die? I don't. Is that how many people died in World War Two book? Uh, I think I, I think so. Let hundreds me... of millions. Because we're not we're not posting fake information here. I want to know right now. I want that report on my desk. How many people died in World War Two? I hope you out here. The letters you want estimated. W-W. How many people died in WW two? I spelled died with two D's. Well, there, there is two. There is two D's and died book. No, I I spelled it with three D's then. <laughs> You're thinking about them triple them triple D's. Yet. Um. Let me see. An estimated of total. Uh, Thunderlips, es- you dog. <laughs> Come on, brother. Uh, <laughs> seven to eighty-five million people. Have Reportedly estimated died. Did you say seven like to 85? 70 okay. million to 85 million. So either one, between one and a hundred million people died. There's either about <laughs> five or like uh, 80 million. I don't know. That's, that's uh, let fucking me see. wild. All right, well, do, do you have any other pros or cons, or are you ready for ratings and recommendations? I, 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 I'm ready for recommendations and, and all that jazz. I felt that I like there was some type of like southern frog character about to come out of your voice there. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Working on some things. I, 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 I don't know. I'm just, gotta... I'm just working. I'm just, I'm just a North Carolina boy now. Oh my god, my cat just fell. Cats don't fall. <laughs> You okay, buddy? Yeah, he's he he, he climbed up on a uh, a bookshelf and he just jumped right off of it for whatever reason. He didn't land the most graciously, but he heard the sound that came out of your mouth and he just didn't want to be in a, a world where that is possible. <laughs> it's okay, Martin. Mark. Maybe you can get a two for one deal when you go to your therapist, book. Like you come in and then Martin comes in after you. I, for some reason, I thought like. Two for one deal. Like, give me two more cats. Let's see. If, let's see if you have the same reaction to these cats. We're gonna get you help, kid. We're gonna get you help. All right. Let's wrap. Let's wrap this up. Ratings, recommendations. Uh, as far as rating, I'm gonna give this uh, an eight point two. Um, All time classic. I like we were talking about before. Uh, obviously it's going to be a little bit different for new viewers coming in with a silent film. Um, but just seeing this on screen, it, it's pretty captivating to the fact that it was filmed over filmed a hundred years ago and it's still genuinely scary at what you're seeing on the screen. So I think that pretty quickly you'll be able to get over, um, the silent, it being a black and white silent film, uh, where some people might not like it, um, 
it like so there's some people you're just not going to please as far as or they'll go in with the preconceived notion like oh i hate old things i hate black and white films so uh, if you don't go into it um just with a little bit of an open mind then you're going to hate it but to any true horror fan when you fire this up you're just going to see so many iconic scenes uh and just some some absolute nightmare fuel uh, Max Shrek's performance is amazing. He literally is a fucking vampire. Um, actually, I looked it up. That's what Nosferatu means. It's uh, Romanian for vampire. I I actually knew that somehow. It doesn't you know that doesn't surprise me. That you got a you got a beautiful mind, Bug. <laughs> All right, quit talking out of your ass. Um, but yeah, that's my eight eight point two, and I recommend it to. Uh, pretty much anybody uh, where you can find it, uh, it sense the whole legal issue with it being an unofficial adaptation and they can't make money off it is literally you can go on YouTube or pretty much anywhere and that movie is going to be there for you uh, in its entirety for free. That's where I watched it. I watched it on YouTube. YouTube has multiple copies of it too. Yeah, they I have, actually, they have look, the classic. They have an HD, and I think they have a 4K one out there as well. I don't think you need to see this movie in 4K. No, I really think you should watch it in the purest state. It's classic version. You have to go and get those giant ass film reels, an old projector, and then that's how you watch it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what do you got? But what's your rating? Rating. I'm gonna give it in, and this is high. I'm gonna give it an. 8.9 because this was made a hundred years ago and it still holds up as in my opinion one of the scariest movies i think i've ever seen yeah it sounds weird like we're exaggerating but it's like if you watch this it's like it feels like you're watching something that you shouldn't be watching it's weird yeah, uh, it's creepy there's 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 so there's there's a lot of movies where we say like oh where were you in like 94 when you're watching whatever where were you in 91 when you're watching whatever in this there's like only not even that uh, i don't even i was gonna say a handful of people but, I, but there's more than a handful of people you could probably say like i don't know you what got, were you, you doing a hundred years ago you're you know pretty, you're like, pretty big bug and you got proportional hands so maybe a, you're a handful i don't know you just I, had, you I, got a handful. I still of only have five fingers on each hand. You just got a. That's not what a handful means. What, what, what you a think handful when someone says a handful, you think they're talking like oh digits on your fingers? No, it's like a visual concept. I got a handful. Like put your hands and like cup it. Like how much you can hold in. Like a handful is like, um, like an abstract term. Like where it's like. You gotta visualize like a handful. It just means a bunch. I always thought it was like the fingers because like a handful can be misinterpreted. Like I can hold one basketball. That's a handful of basketballs. But I can also hold like a hundred marbles. That's a handful of marbles to me. But it's not even the the statement's not even like pertains to your own personal hand. I don't. I'm not gonna explain concepts to you. But uh... I'm learning things, and we're gonna discuss this later. <laughs> Um, but for recommendations, I mean, this is a this is the kind of thing for a little background on the podcast is I'll get a text for Boog tonight at four o'clock in the morning saying I've been thinking about that handful thing. Can you explain it one more time? So I'll give the kid credit. He wants to learn, but 
Fuck. I mean, I don't understand. I don't get that, man. Just, just keep going. That's a whore footful. All right. Um, you don't hold things with your feet. You're not like some type of like primate. Um, I, I'm pretty talented with my feet. That's what. Wow, um, that sounded so horrible. That's what your please. Let's move on to my recommendations. That's what your priest said. Thunderlips. No. (laughs) How you doing there, Father? God damn it. I hate that. I hate that so much. Ooh, another necklace. (laughs) Thanks, Father. Um, Recommendations. This is a monster film. (laughs) Anyone who loves monsters. This is the earliest... Is this the earliest monster film out there? No, I think there was a black and white, the Golem. I think that was like 1918. Real early, some like some along that lines, the golem, based on old uh, Jewish, uh, like legend of like the golem. That sounds interesting, I guess. But I mean, if if you like monsters, if you like vampires, if, I mean, Dracula is an iconic character. How many? You will know this. How many vampire movies or Dracula movies are out there? A lot. If you would have had to I, guess, there's no way I, I couldn't even guess, dude. Like that's one of the most like redone vampire story out there. And then like the sequels yes. and series that spawn off of that. Like so, there's a lot of Dracula. I think even though it's the same story, Count Orlock stands on his own because you, the only vampire I can think that's similar to his style is the vampire from Salem's Lot. It's more like a vampire with like rat-like features, and it's you just gotta watch the, the movie. The appearance to, to of it is just terrifying. It's not like a human and and white that's really pale, white makeup on, whatever. You know, like he has claws. Yeah, that's his the, head is like is um, it's rat-like, dude. Like that's the thing where it, the, it the class, the classic interpretation of Dracula is this suave, like charmer. Um, that like seduces women, like a uh, genuinely like good looking human being. Whereas they went the creature way in this movie, and um, Count Orlock resembles a rat and has like rat like fangs and the pointy ears, more like a, a monster than some type of former human. It's uh, definitely a unique, obviously, it's one of the first ones, but um, interesting take on a vampire absolutely and it's it's worth watching even to this day it is worth watching you know yeah. another hundred years i don't know i don't uh, know if anything's going to be worth watching because i don't know if we're anything's going to be watchable but yeah i mean you don't that's not something you got to really worry about book or i or myself there's no way i'm going to be around uh in 131 or to be 131 years old with how technology is i i wouldn't be that surprised. I hope not, dude. I was thinking about that. Like, imagine if you lived to be a hundred. So you had to live thirty. Like, literally, it's the something I can't really grasp. But I've I've been around older people and stuff like that. Like, I've been alive for thirty-one years. So, like, mm-hmm. if I from like seventy-one to a hundred, that's or from sixty-nine. Nice, sixty-nine nice. to a hundred. 
Mm-hmm. I would live the whole length of my life as an incredibly frail old person. Like that is does not sound appealing at all. It doesn't, but at the same time, I can see when we're that age with how technology is, there's going to be so many like advanced things. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at that if we're at that age, there's like a suit that does everything for us. Yeah, like the problem would be like, so I, the idea seems cool, like, oh, we're retired and we just get up and we game all day because we came up like a generation that's been gaming since day one. And like, that's it, even shows like there's more um gamers over the age of 35 than than there's ever been because people have come up that way you know and that's Mm going to be something that's going to continue on the the older gaming there's going to be the market for that but the problem with that is like as you get older you lose dexterity you lose the the muscle coordination so like i don't want to be 75 years old and just be garbage at video games just getting destroyed (laughs) i want to be that old because i'm going to be passionate about video games i got a pro like yeah, there's a problem with that book. Why is there a problem with that? The problem with that is there. I don't have a problem with you wanting to be that old and you're going to look for like, but like, if you look at the statistics, they're not in your favor, bud. I'm passionate about video games, brother. Thunderlips, you're too big to live that long. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to, we're going to have to take you out back and put you down, buddy. <laughs> oh shit all right let's wrap that's it up that's been a here. fun one yeah let's wrap it up um if you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast service provider good on you um if not we're on spotify stitcher apple amazon products such as audible uh the new iheart radio podcast platform uh, pretty much anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed our podcast, uh, give us a five-star review. Uh, we'd appreciate it. If not, we understand it's not for everybody. Um, shoot us a four-and-a-half-star review. Uh, you can even type in there what you'd want us to do better. But uh, if not, just four-and-a-half. So anywhere between five stars and four-and-a-half stars, uh, we'd appreciate that. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, it's huntershorrorvision at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us a a message there uh let us know any films you want us to check out uh any feedback on the episodes any general questions Uh, i got boog in there snooping around answering emails so i do see what he sends and it is we're working on it (laughs) i just Uh, want necklaces yeah they're gonna gonna work with you they're gonna work with you in therapy on that book uh okay um if you want to, we got, we're on Twitter as well. That's just at HorrorVision. Uh, give us a follow on there. Uh, we, we'll post stuff all the time, uh, as well as you can give us uh, shoot us a DM uh, from there as well, and we'll respond on that. Um, we got the YouTube channel. Uh, we almost we're gonna do a live stream of this on YouTube because it is, and I think we will in the future at some point. Uh, but since it, is, we just didn't have everything set up for that at this point. Well, kind of, but like I, I have a an idea I want to do with this, uh, but us to do a watch along with the fans and, and do some commentary there. So uh, there is going to be some things in the future there. That's Hunter's Horror Vision uh, on YouTube, and just give us a follow on there as well. Like, link, subscribe. Did I do a right book? I think you did it beautifully. All right, that's it. That's all we got here. Uh, any closing statements, book? That's um, that, that that would be uh President Lincoln's 
that's his finishing move, the closing statement. He just picks up the guy and sm- slams him on the ground. It's like, court's adjourned. I, I don't sc- know if that would be his. Four, well, I guess four so. scores and seven years ago, I kicked your ass. And then he hits him with the, the closing statement. That's I think that's how he won the presidency. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. You can't tell me otherwise, Boog. Score and seven years ago, I snapped his neck up there in Gettysburg, brother. This has been the Gettysburg Address, read by Boog. Uh, all right, well, Thunderlips, let, there... let's, let's send us out. Play the guitar. Right. Play the guitars. Check you later. No, you don't. You don't. I put, oh. I put the music. I put the music in. Oh. Check check you later. Bye.